0: Oh, oh, oh. Welcome to Oh No, Ross and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves.
1: Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Carrie Poppy.
0: And I'm Ross Blotcher.
1: And today we're going to tell you about the scariest thing we've ever done. Oh
0: my goodness, Tony Alamo Sp- Ministries.
1: Now, don't say Tony Alamo. I did when I first looked at this name. Yeah, I and you'd it be like, Tony I remember Alamo. the Alamo. Right, exactly. Tony Alamo.
0: Not his real name.
1: Not his, well, given it's his name. real name now. Not his
0: given yeah, name. Not
1: his given name. But as someone whose real name is not her given name. <laughs> Those are different things. <laughs> so
0: his given name is Bernie? Bernie
1: Lazar Hoffman, I believe.
0: Okay, I can see why he changed it.
1: Yeah, sure. So old all, all Burn Burn did a lot of things in his life before he was a minister. He ran several little businesses and his most successful one was that he made these denim jackets. So that, funny that eventually went under for some sort of some sort of fraud problem. But it, it was
0: successful. He made a lot of money off of that. Yeah,
1: he he would sell these like elaborate denim jackets in that sort of late eighties, early nineties style where all the colors are blown out.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: and it looks like a little like graffiti inspired. You know, you go to <laughs> eBay and look up Tony Alamo. Oh, uh, Tony Alamo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, good catch. You'll see some of these jackets, and they're for sale for like nine hundred bucks. Still, they're collector's items. Anyway, so that was one of the things he did. And he was also a singer.
0: Yeah, and his other claim to fame was that he was like a record promoter.
1: Yeah, I, although I don't know how successful that was. I think maybe he must According to
0: him, very successful.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. According to him, he is literally the best person. Pretty much. So he eventually went into the ministry.
0: Mm-hmm. The Lord had some kind of encounter with him while he was busy in his office earning money. And the Lord intervened with him and spoke to him directly and called him to ministry.
1: And said, Tony... This isn't what you're supposed to be doing. What you're supposed to be doing is leading this ministry that will be like the original Christian ministry. It'll mm-hmm. be like the church in Acts, right. which uh, for those without a Christian background is one of the books of the New Testament, and it's the story of the early Christian church. right? And the early Christian church, people would basically like leave their entire lives, give their money to the ministry, and all they would do is focus on the ministry, and it many people left their families. essentially
0: communism. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. no one is earning just for themselves. Everything goes into the pot, and then they all share equally.
1: Mm -hmm. So they want to sort of emulate this church, uh, the early church, by doing the same thing. Everybody brings in whatever money they have and gives it to the church and then takes off the cross, right? All they do is focus on spreading the word through this ministry.
0: Right, and so they then live at the church. The church provides housing for them and food. And they're full time ministers. You right. know, everything they do should be towards spreading
1: the gospel. And we found out about it because they put. <laughs> they
0: were spreading the gospel they were spreading all the gospel. over <laughs> your car.
1: <laughs> like like doves, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I came out of Ralph's, our supermarket. Mm-hmm. And there it was, just laying there on the windshield. And then you and I had gone to speed reading, and on the way back, yes. I was like, "Hey Ross, look at this pamphlet I got. You should see what it is." And you started <laughs> reading it to me, and we were like, "What? What the is fuck? this?"
0: Because I had seen, I'd seen the name before, and I think I'd seen the materials because they are everywhere—like these printed materials they hand out. And I think I just kind of glanced at it. ah, oh, Tony Alamo Ministries. Mm-hmm. You know, sounds like just another just church. sort
1: of a run in the middle church. Uh-huh. Yeah
0: and so as we're reading it it was it had a picture of the pope the pope by which we mean John Paul II. Oh,
1: right. Yeah, because it was written during the Reagan administration and never updated. It took
0: us a while to realize this, though. But, like, <laughs> we're getting partway through, and there's a lot of, like, all capitalization, and, and it's talking about this one world government run by the Vatican. And then
1: most of the time it's in third person, but then sometimes it's in first, because he'll say I, and sometimes it's in second person, where he's suddenly talking to President Reagan.
0: Right. The grammar <laughs> is atrocious. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, and you, Mr. President, you, Mr. Reagan, need to blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whoa, whoa, right? What? And like we're yeah. looking at the date on this thing. They just passed this out in 2014.
1: It does say to email them in it. So obviously they went back in and put that in there. But yeah. they didn't bother to go back through and be like, you know, maybe we should take out the part where it says, what do you think of this, Mr. Reagan?
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Essentially, the whole point of that tract was just saying that the Catholic Church is controlling the world. And, and-
1: specifically controlling the U.S. government in right. particular. Right. And it's really funny how this guy is so hung up on Catholic- catholicism It's like such a guy who grew up in the Kennedy administration. Right. He's just which so... Which is true. <laughs> yeah, he's so like certain that Catholicism <laughs> is the root of all evil, which is just sort of forgotten at this point. Yeah, it it's not like me. a big concern. It actually says in here, God said that the Pope's organization is the mother of every abomination on earth. Not ninety nine percent of the abominations, but every abomination.
0: Every abomination. Yep, the pope. The popey pope. Is that all in caps?
1: No. Oh, okay. There, there's some italicization.
0: Okay. So we saw this and thought, all right, we gotta Never look mind. into this we more. We have to go. So I think you sent me a message later, like Ross. Ross, oh my goodness, look, <laughs> That's right. look at the Wikipedia page for Tony Lama. <laughs> it up so everybody do that right now yeah
1: we'll, we'll wait oh my god you guys right
0: <laughs> like you know i'm expecting something like the picture from the pamphlet right. you know, or just like a minister of some sort and you see this guy no. like kind of squinting at the camera and balding and looking miserable
1: and what is the one sentence wikipedia overview of who tony alamo is it says tony alamo is an american religious leader and convicted child sex offender what <laughs> then you say what
0: and there he is squinting at you like some angry jack nicholson uh-huh and
1: uh, <laughs> which it does turn out he has glaucoma so okay all right
0: and like immediately is, whoa okay there's a bigger story here
1: right and so we'll get into this a little more in part two but the basic idea here is that he's been accused and found to have had lots of child brides. Yeah, like 9
0: to 12 years old. Yeah,
1: really, really young, Uh, according to the court. He would, quote-unquote, marry them, and then, because they were too young to consent, he would rape them, and several of them got out and testified against him. Mm -hmm. So he is in prison for a very, very long sentence. 175 years? 175
0: years. And so our first question is, Okay, well, there, there's still a movement, though. Right. So what's yeah. going on here? So,
1: yeah, do they think he didn't do it, or do they say, oh, no, that's, well, that's fine. They were his wives, or what's their position here?
0: So we looked up on their website to see where they were located, mm-hmm. and they were kind of founded in Arkansas. That's where the home of the Tony Alamo Ministries, World Ministries movement is. Mm-hmm. But they have a you know compound, if you will.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I will.
0: In California.
1: And not just California. Like 40 minutes north of here. Yeah. Of LA.
0: Yeah. In like canyon your So we're like, mm, yeah, we got to go.
1: We have to go as soon as humanly possible.
0: So did you call them up?
1: Yeah. So I called and I said, uh, you know, I got your flyer. I'm really interested in going. My friend wants to go too. And I had seen on the flyer that it said that a bus goes every day from Hollywood and Highland, which right? is a big intersection here, up to Canyon Country every single day. And I thought, okay, that maybe this is just old. And they did that during like... The, the 60- Reagan
0: administration. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> or during... Yeah, during some period where like there was some big revival in the air. But no... Uh, They really do this every single night. And so they said, oh, yeah, just meet us at Hollywood and Highland and we'll drive you up.
0: They're there, you know, on the intersection, one of the busiest intersections in the heart of Hollywood, Mm -hmm. right there, like next to the Kodak Theater.
1: And uh, if anybody knows, Grauman's Chinese, where the celebrities put their hands in the cement, right there. El
0: Capitan, yeah. uh, Mm -hmm. Ripley's Believe It or Not, the Wax Museum, they're all right there in that uh, intersection. And so they're there every day, trying to pick up troubled souls. Yeah. Offer them a free meal if they come right. to the church, and uh, you get a free ride in their van
1: and <laughs> and a service.
0: We knew they left somewhere around like six thirty, right. so mm-hmm. we picked a Thursday night to meet there on the metro because that mm-hmm. gets out right there, yep. and find these Tony Alamo Ministries yep. people and get in a van with them.
1: Yeah, why not? That's what you do. So, well, we watched out for a little bit, and then finally we found someone who wasn't. Trying to evangelize very hard.
0: Yeah, he was just kind of walking around. Just
1: standing there like, would you uh, would you like a leaflet? Okay. He
0: had a black t-shirt and it had the Tony Alamo World Ministries logo on the back, so couldn't miss it. Right. There's this bedazzled cross that right. has a bunch of gems on it. Uh, so yeah, we kind of approached him.
1: Yep. So we met one guy named Joe who was missing... A few teeth.
0: Yeah, that was one of the first things we kind of noticed as he started talking. He was missing a number of his front teeth.
1: Right. Which is no big deal. The only reason we mention it is because this would be a theme.
0: Right. So (laughs) then we met, the second gentleman we met was also wearing a black shirt and was also missing his front teeth. Uh, Right. Some of them. (laughs) Like, uh uh-oh. What does this mean?
1: Is this something they have to donate?
0: Bad dental plans?
1: So we told them that we wanted to go with them and they were kind of surprised because mostly they, I think Have to
0: talk people into it.
1: Right. But they said, okay, great. Fine. yeah it was we'll really like 20 minutes low key you got a piece of pizza we wandered around
0: Joe actually shared quite a bit with us. He was talking about, you know, the whole church and acts thing and how he gave all his money. Mm-hmm. He's been with the church for 40 years, I believe.
1: Something like that. Yeah,
0: close to 40 years. And we later found that most of the people are longtime members mm-hmm. of this congregation. And so he was telling us a little bit about kind of the financial workings, at least in respect to how he gets provided for. And yeah, he just loves at the church. He doesn't own anything himself. And he spends all his days driving down to Hollywood and Highland and back and there and back again and doing services
1: preaching the gospel so finally it was time to get on their their little bus mm-hmm. which is really a van
0: yeah and there were i think three of them and a driver so i think four people from the ministries and then another i'd say eight people who were i think mostly homeless people or, uh, they appeared i don't to be.
1: know i don't i didn't think that i did there was definitely one kid who was there with his parents who were like he needs a place to stay he needs a place to stay
0: they looked to be of low socioeconomic economic status yeah yeah and as we entered the van they wanted everybody to stop and show their bags so they could check for any sharp objects weapons Drugs. Or drug paraphernalia mm-hmm. you know you figure and that then, has to have been an issue at some point
1: point. and then of course they said of me her he, skirt is awfully short
0: you're wearing a skirt just a little above your knees
1: yeah i mean it's a short skirt it's not a long skirt but as, it's not an alarmingly short skirt right
0: but you're you're getting into the van and yeah, he mutters kind of across the van's door to the other guy. I don't know. Her skirt's awfully short. (laughs) <laughs> and so, yeah, I said, did you hear that? And mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, yeah, I want, I want to see what they do about it. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: and they did something. So we we rode up there in relative silence. Right. Texting the, each other.
0: They put on Christian music. And right. it was relatively contemporary stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like the kind of stuff you'd hear on Christian radio, K-Love, whatever. So K-Love. Took to get I'm
1: sure all our listeners know K-Love. Great reference for us. What?
0: It's a nationwide network, isn't Is it? Is it? Well, that's what I listened to for like a year and a half in high school so
1: i think it's out of sacramento so
0: yeah i spent most of my time reading i was speed reading through a book because that's what i do now and so we we finally get up there and i'm kind of tracking just to see where we are because i've alternately heard the location as santa clarita
1: canyon country
0: Uh, there's one other term that was used to describe its whereabouts valencia might have been valencia and so i was looking on my phone and i see the bars drop And like uh I'm losing my cell phone connection. (laughs) I was like, this is like every horror film. (laughs) We're
1: driving into nowhere with a bunch of strangers whose leader is a child sex offender.
0: Right. Great. So we get there (laughs) and we pile out. And it's this nice kind of stonework building. Did you
1: say we pile out?
0: Yeah. You can pile in. Can't you pile out? Yeah,
1: I guess so. You never hear it.
0: Now Good you for you. Thank you.
1: You look so proud. Is this a thing <laughs> that you developed?
0: Could be a neologism <laughs> that I created. I don't know.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, so we walked in. There's a kind of lit sign with the logo. Again, that cross with the mm-hmm. jewels on it. There's 12, I counted 12 them.
1: 12 jewels, yep.
0: You're immediately in this kitchen area, mm-hmm. and they've got uh, all these tables people are kind of sitting at. And then that that's all kind of to your left. Mm-hmm. And then over to your right is this large sanctuary. Right. Know, like a normal church. Mm-hmm. It looks like something out of the 60s or 70s. It's got mm. bright blue pews.
1: Gosh, I didn't even remember that, but all right.
0: What? How did you not I notice the like electric? It was like Superman blue.
1: Really? Yeah. Huh, never noticed. Okay. But you know, I have this thing with color. Have we discussed this?
0: The I- carpets matched the pews, <laughs> by the way. They were also bright blue. <laughs> Oh, no. I, what What is this with you in color?
1: I actively have to tell myself to notice my boyfriend's eye colors oh, or I won't. That's so funny. And I've, I have know this is a thing in culture, like you're supposed to care about someone's eye color. Right. So I taught myself, like, one day your boyfriend's going to ask you what his eye color is and you're not going to know. So you got to know. So you got to look at him. So... My boyfriend's eyes are a sort of hazel color. That's fine. But I never see them when I'm talking to her I don't think about it.
0: In uh, senior year, Cara and I had been dating for almost a year, and she said something about my blue eyes. And I was like, what?
1: <laughs> you don't have blue I eyes. have brown eyes. You have brown eyes. Me too.
0: We kind of start milling about because they have literature everywhere. Because this is, I think, kind of the bread and butter of their ministry is just... Except
1: they don't eat butter. Remember, they don't eat red meat or dairy.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: Good anyway, point. Anyway, go
0: on. Uh, so their bread and margarine. They pass out lots and lots of literature, and so mm-hmm. they had it all over this church on, like, shelves. There's a bunch of these pamphlets that you can grab, and then there's these four-by-eight-foot tables kind of linked up. Just
1: stacked with this lit. So,
0: like, three in a row. So now we're talking about four-by-24 feet of just, yeah, literature
1: and it's all, all written by Pastor Alamo.
0: Right. With I, little interstitials from people writing in from around. But yeah. Right. It's, but
1: it, but all the big lessons are from Pastor Alamo. And some of them are in Spanish, but most of them are in English. And there's just... I mean, they're endless.
0: And then another three tables on the other side, also completely covered in these pamphlets.
1: I said to myself, I said, I have a new collecting thing to collect.
0: Yeah, I'm sitting here with my personal stack. You've got more than I do, and I've got a lot.
1: I started three-hole punching them and putting them in a binder. We'll take a picture and put it on Facebook. And I've read almost all of these, which, as you'll see, is like a book's worth of and literature. It, it's
0: convenient because on the cover of each, they have the title or the subject line printed in size 30 font.
1: Right, <laughs> that enormous. you can pick
0: up from the other side of the room.
1: So, for example. Holy
0: Matrimony.
1: Earth Day? Question mark? Defiled
0: and- by Tony Alamo.
1: And they're all what you'd expect. Like Jesus Earth- never Excuse worried. Excuse me. I'm speaking, Ross. By
0: Tony Alamo. Go ahead.
1: Thank you. Earth Day, question mark. You said that. Is all about <laughs> how like Earth Day is a crock because Jesus is going to destroy the Earth anyway. So what's the big whoop?
0: That's a great stance. <laughs> right? Famous ex-cons by Tony Alamo.
1: <laughs> the Pope's secrets.
0: Susan Alamo says no to government religion this by one... Susan Alamo. Oh, this oh, one's nice. by Susan. Oh, okay. Who passed away, passed away in 1982.
1: And then was prayed over.
0: Right. They didn't actually bury her. They kept her body in the church, according to many accounts. Right. And Tony Alamo said, oh, she's going to be resurrected. And she wasn't, I guess, right. eventually. They're like, please, they Tony. Re-
1: well, eventually her family asked for the body in court ordered got the corpse really yeah okay um but here's my favorite title ross okay. god is not rewarding muslims or anyone with 72 virgins or even one girl in heaven for murdering people for blowing people up <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness that's one title yeah that's hilarious god has not changed and never will three exclamation marks by tony alamo is god arrogant by Tony Alamo. Oh,
1: yeah. And to- oh, and a
0: very angry looking Tony on that cover.
1: Tony's bio at the end of all his writings are usually, Tony Alamo is probably the greatest patriot this country has ever known.
0: <laughs> are you accusing me? By Tony Alamo.
1: Spanking children for correction is <gasps> of God and is legal in the state of Arkansas. Oh,
0: my God. Look, Carrie, that's the one I just got to. Oh, what a coincidence.
1: Wow.
0: The many wives of the holy men of God, the polygamists. Desiree,
1: which is an account about how one of the little girls who testified against Pastor Lamo is actually just a, a lying little sneak.
0: Fake religions must steal truthful phrases from the Bible.
1: Jennifer exposes Desiree, which is by that little girl's mother.
0: Can Christians backslide and blaspheme the Holy Spirit?
1: And another one of my favorites. Does God permit a single woman the right to have an abortion if she is a victim of rape?
0: By Tony Alamo.
1: And I wrote a little spoiler on there. Spoiler. No. No. <laughs>
0: Like, some of my favorite lines are from this holy matrimony tract. The word of God says the woman is her husband's land, his private property. She is a garden where life grows. Her husband is the sower of the seed of life, his seed only. He sows his own private garden. The husband expects his garden, <sighs> his wife, to be fertile, so he may harvest a good crop from her. She is his very own private property where he grows oh my his posterity.
1: God. Oh, my God. Thank
0: you, Tony Alamo.
1: What a creepo. Well, if we're going to read our favorite sexist passages well, from Tony Alamo, is, then hang on.
0: Okay. Though well, This is one that jumped out to me. A woman's monthly period is her bloody reminder that Christ died in pain because of a woman.
1: Great. <laughs> Thank you. So my, my favorite example of crappiness towards women in these is where he's talking about the rules in the Bible around if a woman gets raped. And in Deuteronomy 22, 22 to 29, it basically says that if a man rapes a woman and she doesn't scream, Mm -hmm. then that means it wasn't that bad. Mm -hmm. And then they should get married. And then Tony Alamo's commentary is, when I first saw this law, I thought... How could a woman want to marry any man that raped her?
0: It's a good question. Good question.
1: says, Well, if God tells a man that he must marry an unmarried woman that he has raped and support her the rest of her life, and then tells the woman she must marry him and let him support her until the day she dies, I would suggest they do exactly what God commands them to do. Again, when I first saw this law, for an instant, it seemed harsh to me. Now that I know God and his power... I also know that he is the boss. You know, today's women rape very easy. Oh. They may look like angels, but they're not. I've met many of them that look like angels that I found to be liars and devils.
0: Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like a
1: character in a movie.
0: Seriously. Yeah. Such just, a you just
1: assume there aren't really people like this.
0: Oh, and of yeah. course, let's not forget his book, The Messiah, oh, according to Bible Prophecy.
1: Yes, that's all about how you know Jesus is the prophet according to Old Testament prophecy. Also, there's one leaflet called The Proper or Suitable Age of Marriage, where he says that ah, it's yes. as soon as a little girl gets her period, yep. as soon as you're pubescent. She's ready
0: to get married. You're ready
1: to get married. And he admits that, yes, this can be as young as as seven in some cases, and that just means God's picked her early.
0: And he says that the virgin and Mary was probably as young as six six years old.
1: Yep, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, why why wouldn't God just hold on then? Why wouldn't Mm. she just be like, but she's (laughs) six. She's perfect, but she's six. And I am God, so maybe I'll wait like three years. Maybe even... 10 years.
0: So these are fairly indicative of some of the kind of particular emphases of the church, you know, like messages that they <laughs> promote, which include girls being able to marry at a young age and right. polygamy being, you know, acceptable. Okay. Sure enough, it is in the Bible, all the patriarchs, you know, yeah. have multiple wives. So God smiles upon that.
1: Right. Yeah. So we've got all this lit in our hands. We sit down for our first service, and they come up to me and they say, oh, um, there's no skirts allowed in the chapel. And I said, oh, okay. And then she said, but I I have a lot of pants in the back. So what size are you? I have like,
0: a lot of pants uh, in the
1: back. <laughs> yeah, because they keep this whole stack of new pants from the thrift store because so many sluts keep coming in with their stupid skirts. Right. Yeah, so I was like, oh, gosh, you know, it, it varies a lot because, like, women's sizes vary so much. Sure. And she, she's like, oh, I'm sure I've got one. <laughs> so I'm like, wow. oh, six? six. So she came back with some pants. They did fit. It's great. And they still had the tag on them. Seven bucks from the old thrift store. Okay. And I wore those.
0: Yeah, I, I missed this completely because I was still over in the kitchen. And I look over like, eh, Carrie's gone. Yeah, must be legit. <laughs> <laughs> and then you show oh, up and you've Carrie's
1: got- Oh, Carrie's back. She's wearing pants. Yeah,
0: and you've got pants all of a sudden. Like, oh, they did get you, didn't they? <laughs>
1: yep. So then we sat down for El Servicio- and we sat
0: somewhere near the middle, but I noticed immediately that all the women were seated towards the back. And
1: I didn't notice that. And all the
0: men were seated towards the but it front. It turned
1: out you were right. That's a thing.
0: No one said anything about us sitting on, near each other on the same row in the middle.
1: Right. In the middle of both senses.
0: Right. I can only presume it's so that, you know, men are not seeing the women and being distracted by them during the service. Maybe. Or some maybe such was, thing.
1: Yeah. So, I think it might just be like a Rosa Parks situation. You dames in the back. Maybe. As much as I can, I like to think of myself as Rosa Parks. Okay. You know, like I think we have a lot in common. Like she's super brave, and like I'm super brave, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> all
1: right go on
0: i was just reading that story about the claudette and i'm trying to remember her last name who was the actual first person to stand up for her right to be in the the bus
1: oh no it wasn't rosa parks
0: no rosa parks was later oh, and it was staged but she well, wasn't fine but she wasn't an unwed mother like this girl ah. so that's why they, they were like eh, oh. NAACP doesn't need you as an example oh
1: man yeah
0: so yeah they started in with your normal singing mm-hmm. you know and they were uh the kind of songs like you would expect from a 60s seventies church, like mm-hmm. they had the hymnals there. Yeah, they tell you which page to open and to. So
1: they do some great songs. Yeah, they sing. I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll, I'll fly, fly away. away. Yeah, some really good music, and then this crappy bands that like can. Well, they come on now.
0: Aww. They, like, they were trying.
1: But they, they're they like on different beats. So it would sure. be like. Just like sounds everywhere that uh, didn't make sense. Right? No, it's true. Yeah. It's
0: true. I enjoyed the experience. It was
1: still so fun. It was still fun.
0: And then someone would come up and give like a bit of testimony. They'd read from one of the pamphlets. Yeah. And these, these pamphlets are, as we mentioned, written by Tony Alamo. But there will be these little interstitials written by someone sharing how the ministry has touched them. Mm-hmm. And seems...
1: asking for more lit in pretty much every letter. Yeah.
0: Most of them are from, well, other countries and a lot of them from Africa.
1: And I have to say... I started to get suspicious about how similar these letters were.
0: I know, I started to wonder like are they generating them? Yeah. Are these truly coming I in? I wondered
1: that too because it was always phrased as please send no less than 20,000 leaflets or whatever. And right. I was like no one talks like that and everyone who writes to you talks like that. And
0: it was so funny because yeah, I felt like every one of them was trying to write the next book in the New Testament like the epistle from Nairobi <laughs> or something like that. You would know, all start with I'm reading from one here. Dear brothers and sisters of Brother Tony Alamo Ministries, you know. (laughs) Right. Blessings
1: and good cheer upon you. Yeah, exactly. Right.
0: Right. For our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, never just like, Dear Tony Alamo Ministries, thank you so much for your leaflets. We could actually use some more.
0: (laughs) Right, Love, Rose. Hey, guys, what's up? Yeah, I was suspicious of that, too. But who knows? Who knows?
1: Yeah, well, we don't know. We don't know. They had photos,
0: too. They had photos of people in other countries, Mm -hmm, we presume, passing out literature. But yeah, they'd always be asking, send more pamphlets. Send me Bibles.
1: And then one time, they said that it costs like eight thousand dollars to send one box to Africa, and I was like, "Who are you guys using to
0: send your mail? <laughs> yeah, right. Are
1: you walking it over the
0: there? There might be a middleman involved somewhere. You might want to look into." <laughs> So, so someone
1: gets up and tells their witnessing story or oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I testimony, love, their testimony.
0: I love this one young gal that got up. And- oh,
1: my God. I know <laughs> who you're going to talk about. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: She must have been. I don't know. She's probably 14 or something like that. Yeah. A teens. Tall gal. And mm-hmm. she she gets up. I'm, I'm just so thankful for, for the ministry and for the, the fear of the Lord. And I'm so glad that I'm filled with that fear.
1: I'm so glad I'm afraid of him. Yeah, And <laughs> then she goes
0: and sits back down.
1: And like, what? the whole time she has this, like, this look in her eyes. It's almost as if she's in a clockwork orange and her eyes are being held open to look at something crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like they're frozen open and she does not bleak while she's saying the whole thing and she's staring at you. And then she goes and she sits down.
0: She clearly does have that fear she speaks of. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Like that was like our first taste of, okay, this is different.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the first time we glanced at each other, like, oh. I mean, if the literature hadn't a... done it already, we're right. like,
0: okay, now we're seeing the uh, the effects, right? And then like the music goes on, and someone comes up and sings a really nice solo, uh-huh. and then we, we got some actual preaching, uh-huh. and, uh huh. And actually, there was just this really normal looking guy who was leading the worship, mm-hmm. and he would you know be playing his guitar and singing along with the band, mm-hmm. which I think I like more than you do. Okay, <laughs> great. And uh, and sorry then, about your taste. Uh-huh. And then this woman comes up and she starts telling her story. Yeah. Whew. And that was intense. Her
1: story is intense. She's an ex drug addict, or I guess you're always a drug addict, but you know she's a recovered drug addict. She had like a very specific way of speaking that once she said she was she had been a drug addict, I was like, okay, maybe this sort of affected like her mm. speech patterns. This yeah. became
0: like a running theme. Like a lot of people had drug dependencies in the uh-huh. past. And then I began to suspect maybe the reason why some people had been missing front teeth. Oh, right. Methamphetamine. Yeah.
1: Oh, right, right, right. Good point. Annex. Um, and also, one of the reasons you would turn to a system that will completely envelop you and give you somewhere to go, something to do, a life purpose. And even if you have to give them all your money, at mm-hmm. least they're going to make sure you're okay. Right. So she got up and she told her story. Uh, it turned out, we would find out later, that she was one of the singers. <laughs> Yes. In the, uh, in the church. And
0: she was she, the one who had given you the pants, too.
1: Yes. Yes, she was. And also the one I had talked to on the phone. You know, but then later we went to other services where they were wearing skirts. They obviously just meant short but skirts. But long sh- skirts. But she right. had said to me, oh, no skirts are allowed in the chapel. I guess just to make me not feel embarrassed, but.
0: No slutty slut skirts.
1: Right. <laughs> no, no skirts that where we might actually know you have knees.
0: <laughs> right. Um, oh, knees. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, we'll be back in a second. We're going to play for you a little promo for...
1: Uh, Some Maximum Fun shows that we like. Yeah. There they are. This is Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we host a show called One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. Not a parenting podcast. Guess what? We both just had babies. Again. Check out the show enjoyed by breeders and ballers alike on iTunes or MaximumFun.org.
0: And Rebecca.
1: Another woman came up. Her name is Jennifer. And we're using pseudonyms for in most cases, but we're using Jennifer's real name because she's, she's very important to the story and she's pretty public. She told her a very compelling story, which involved
0: yeah, a near-death experience. Yeah,
1: she grew up with this, this congenital heart defect. She almost died. And then while she was in the hospital and she had been given a very low survival likelihood, Pastor Tony, who had been her pastor her whole life, mm-hmm. wrote her a letter and said, Jennifer, I just want you to know if you die tonight, you're going to hell. <laughs>
0: Yeah, right. And
1: then she said to us, and you know, if Pastor Tony tells you something, it's the truth. So I changed my ways. And who the hell knows what that means?
0: She'd been in the church her whole life. Right. She'd been raised following their advice and doing everything they told her. But she's still going to hell. Still going to
1: hell. So she did something that turned her life around while she was in the hospital, apparently, because God saved her.
0: Well, and then she, she had this big vision. She had this image of Jesus, and she, like, reached out to oh, him. Oh,
1: right. And, oh, this is heartbreaking. And and she, she tried to touch him, but she... she was going to touch the hem of his garment. Was and it almost touched
0: the Yeah, it was going to heal her, but uh, she just could barely not reach it. Just ba- right out of oh. her reach. And, and it just killed her that she knew she wasn't saved. Yeah. So I can't remember how she got saved.
2: And then,
1: <laughs> well, I think she just basically said she did turn her life around after those yeah. that message and that vision.
0: And she got healed and, then, and now she's here.
1: And then decided like she really needed to give her entire life to the church. And she has. And now she's like 50 or so, although she looks like she's 35, real weird. Yeah, she
0: doesn't look that yeah. old. Huh.
1: And she, yeah, has been in the church her whole life and has spent her whole life doing this. And her daughter is one of the young women who mm-hmm. who spoke out against pastor Alamo in court and right. got a settlement and is out of the church and of course Jennifer spends a lot of her time now in the church disavowing her own her, daughter. Her daughter slandering her daughter
0: this is an important doctrinal point of the Tony Alamo ministries is that you can lose salvation at mm-hmm. any time yeah there's no security I think a lot of churches preach that you know once you're saved you're always saved right and the
1: doctrine of eternal security
0: right and they keep referring to this in the Tony Lama ministries as you know that evil lie that right. these other false churches teach you mm-hmm. that you can be vouchsafed for salvation mm-hmm. uh, not so and it's funny because my mom and I used to kind of debate over this point and my sister and I both took the the position that you can lose your salvation. Mm-hmm. My mom didn't want to believe that cause she wanted to believe that her parents were all in heaven and everything mm. It was interesting because I could kind of relate to that particular yeah issue. I think me
1: too maybe not as specifically as you can. but I do mm-hmm. remember thinking about that and thinking like, oh, that doesn't seem right. I mean nothing else. In yeah, this you world can do whatever like you that. want
0: and right. yeah, so it's funny they were kind of pushing works as a, mm-hmm. a part of salvation, right. which is a very Catholic doctrine.
1: <laughs> That's true. She sat down.
0: Right. And More music.
1: We got music from the first woman, who we'll call Cindy.
0: It was like a very staccato share. That's uh-huh. that's how I read this voice. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open
1: the eyes of my heart.
0: Well, and I was singing along because I know this song. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, me too.
0: (laughs) So after uh, all the singing and the service, they have every single time an altar call.
1: Oh, right. This
0: is your chance to gain salvation. And they read the same sinner's prayer every time. And I've listened to uh, Tony Alamo radio broadcasts since then. And at the end of every single one, he says it. Mm -hmm. And so they call up anybody who wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit and repent of their sins and be saved. And so immediately we are on set on both sides. By volunteers, Mm -hmm. I get this guy, Darren, who comes up to me. And And I had Athena. And he had horrible breath. He said, will you come up with me to pray? And I was like, anything. Just don't breathe on me.
1: (laughs) And Athena just said, come pray with us or something. She just basically grabbed me and ran up there. Right.
0: They really don't give you an option. Uh Like, there's no nice way you can be like, no, I don't want to go up. Right. So you follow them up and they have you kneel down on the blue carpet, the very front, right under the the altar. the altar the pulpit and you say the sinner's prayer with them. Mm-hmm. And then they have you lift up your hands in the air.
1: Other People might not know what the sinner's prayer is. So that's the, the prayer where you ask Jesus into your heart and tell him that you're unworthy of salvation on your own and you need his help to enter heaven. And it's what a lot of Christians believe. It's what makes you a Christian, what makes you saved.
0: So, yeah, we say that along with them and mm-hmm. uh, you know, repeat after me. And then we've got our hands up in the air. We're in the front with our eyes closed and they're having us pray. And so we yeah, prayed for a while. So we
1: did it. And Get your uh, food now. And you just repeat after them. And I remember there were parts where they were just saying, like, praise Jesus. And you could tell they're, like, waiting to hear if you're going to say yeah. that. And so I started saying things like, good job. Good job, Jesus. <laughs> Hey Jesus, because this just been on for so long, and I didn't want to say the exact thing they were saying. Okay, so I was trying to like you know, way to mix it up. Well, yeah, bring a little variety in uh-huh. there. But good, yeah, good i just good saying job, Karen. nonsense to Jesus. Hey there, where to go?
0: <laughs> so it was time to go get food now. Yeah. So uh, we all migrated just right next door to the kitchen. Yep. And there's no barrier between the two areas. So boom, you're in right. the kitchen. And there's this big like metal serving area and they're all behind it was volunteers. Uh, so we grabbed like some drinks mm-hmm. and guess it was some sort they're, of flavored punch.
1: Yes. And they had hot drinks. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: You got a hot drink, yeah, right? I got the coffee. I got the flavored drink, whatever that right, was. Right.
1: Some sort of purpley lemonade or something.
0: Yeah. And we were joined by Jennifer and, yeah, and we found husband. out her husband right Greg. so you know they were really friendly and engaging people and so we just you know seen him singing and leading the worship with his guitar mm-hmm. and her giving her like her amazing talk, yeah. story about this near death experience so we were starting to talk with them about the church at one point we ended up like they were saying oh yeah people try to call this a cult they brought mm-hmm. that up not us right and you know they were saying but you know cults uh, how do you even define that That's you know what you right. call some other group that you're trying to demean right right and so I was saying oh yeah well you know I always hear of it as being something that kind of controls your life and tries Mm -hmm. to make rules about what you can do. And has
1: severe penalties if you get out right mm-hmm.
0: and you know we're saying that and they're kind of nodding their heads uh-huh. and, all right we right? all agree
1: okay and
0: so they're bringing us food and carrie lets them know you know i'm a vegan you know uh-huh.
1: I, actually i think just because i knew this wasn't they weren't gonna know what the hell was you going said on vegetarian. i said i'm a vegetarian right. yeah and even that they were like oh,
0: okay hmm. so they Wait, went two, back
1: to square one here that
0: these two people <laughs> they had to give stuff without meat
1: what the? okay
0: and uh, yeah I had plenty of salad and mashed yeah. potatoes oh yeah it was, it
1: was good green was good beans food. yeah lots of good food good free food we
0: were talking with them also uh, they were talking about Tony Alamo and mm-hmm. and Throughout the service, as it should be mentioned, they do say that he's in prison. He's in prison on false charges. Falsely accused. And they're praying for him constantly that the Lord will rescue him. Right. And so they were talking about that here. And they got a bit more into the details of the dinner table. Yeah. and,
1: And we said like, oh, tell us more about that. We don't really know too much about why he's in prison. And then Jennifer was like, oh, you don't know. Wow.
0: And we had no idea how close she was to this whole thing.
1: Right. Yeah. And so she said, well, he's been accused of... Abusing children. And I grew up in the church, and I was never, never abused.
0: And I've never seen any never kind seen of anyone abused. abused.
1: We didn't know that this is her daughter that right. she's talking about, who says that she was abused in a very serious way, more than <laughs> abused, really. But we found that out when we got home, when we're looking more into this, that this woman, Jennifer, she testified against her daughter. She testified on behalf of Pastor Alamo and has been calling her daughter a liar ever since.
0: And then it's even more elaborate than that because her ex-husband.
1: Yes, her w- late husband.
0: It was referred to in numerous sources as Tony Alamo's enforcer. And there's all these stories about him carrying a two by six and beating people who had said bad things about Alamo. I guess there was a young boy who had said something maybe in his teens, but he had said something like, oh, if I were a wizard like Harry Potter, I would curse Tony Alamo. Uh. And for that, he was stripped naked and beaten like face down in a warehouse Um, until he was bloody
1: with a two by six.
0: Yeah. Until the board broke. Jesus. That's how the story goes. It's terrible. And, and he was on the FBI Most Wanted list for this. Not the child. Yeah, the uh, deceased husband. And so I'm not sure how he passed away, but it was...
1: I think it was while he was awaiting his charges. So I'm okay. not sure. I thought like it might have been suicide. That wasn't clear to me. Okay, so yeah, I'm not sure know. either.
0: Yeah, all of this like we had no clue of from talking to right. her because she's sitting there with yeah, her new husband. Yeah, we're just having this pleasant
1: conversation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> her new husband who also works for the ministry.
1: And, and we should say... Even though it's a nice conversation, they're not, like, friendly people. They're... I mean, he was quite standoffish. I mean, I just feel like you wouldn't describe them as like, there's a couple of friendly people. They were both just sort of like a little reserved, a little almost suspicious, just like, I felt like they don't open up very easily to people.
0: Okay. Well, I I felt that they were at least normal. I think if I Uh just met them and hadn't heard anything about the church, I was like, oh, nice people. Yeah. I mean, I think
1: I still would have thought they were standoffish, but not like creepy or anything.
0: This is their deal. Mm -hmm. And we were kind of asking about their living situations and it sounded like they travel around all the time different mm-hmm. places so that they didn't know if they'd be there next week if mm-hmm. we were to come back and try to talk to them more mm-hmm. uh but anyways as we were in this conversation all of a sudden we kind of hear in the back like all right well i guess we got everybody in the van and we're like wait, 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 what are you leaving all oh, right <laughs> we need to go back to hollywood and <laughs> oh, that's vine us too. <laughs> don't don't leave us here <laughs> so uh, carrie and i and carrie's pants we all ran out to the <laughs> to the van uh, said our quick goodbyes and the whole way back silence no music playing Mm-mm. nothing just us and these other people
1: and you asked one question oh yeah <laughs> you said so there's 12 jewels in your emblem is that for the 12 tribes of israel dead silence and then a guy behind us calls to the people in front and says hey he wants to know about the emblem
0: and i repeat the question and he says yep yes and that was it and and then we, silence for the rest and then of the
1: people we were like okay and they we were kind of giggling so we spent the,
0: the rest of the drive laughing and texting each other <laughs> right.
1: and then we got home and we were safe and then we said you know what let's keep doing
0: let's this. go back <laughs> that would be a good idea So we went back two Thursdays later. I
1: think two Thursdays later.
0: Yeah. Back to Hollywood and Highland.
1: Hey, it's us again. And this time I made a friend, Harry.
0: Oh, yes. That's right. So when I found you, he was already talking to you. Yeah. He was instantly my friend.
1: Yeah, he was a nice guy. He's from Santa Monica. Yeah, and, and he was
0: mile a minute talker.
1: Down on his luck, he was worried about losing his apartment. Mm,
0: he was the seeker, you know. You could mm-hmm. tell he'd been to a lot of different places, yeah. and he was telling us about that.
1: And he told me that he had some sort of amnesia, and so he would forget things a little bit after mm. we discussed them. It was really interesting because it was easy to adjust to, really, because. He was completely lucid, but then he would just say, oh, I've forgotten what that is. And then you just repeat it. So oh, I would just expect that to interrupt your speech more than it did, you know. But oh, weird. It was
0: fine. You walked away for a minute and he said, hey, g- give me a hug. We gave each other this nice big <laughs> hug. And he's like, yeah, people just don't do that enough. I
1: was like, no, they Aww, don't. It was, that nice. was nice. I'm glad he didn't stab you.
0: Yeah, me too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so at this point, we were starting to realize like, okay, maybe we should be taking like a little more precaution than right. we did the first time, so we took a picture of the van, we took a picture of the license plate, sent it to Spencer Marks. Hi Spencer, Hi Spencer. who is our our friend and former law enforcement, because we knew he would know what to do. So if he would went know, down.
0: yeah, where we were yeah. and where we were going.
1: And uh, and our friend Brian Thompson from Quit It. Hey Quit It, good show
0: and good job. Quit It, good job, <laughs> good
1: job. Okay, so we got in the van. I was wearing pants.
0: Yeah, thought ahead, Kay. and you brought the other pants back.
1: Nope, I had completely missed that. Forgotten the old the pants.
0: pants. <laughs> they're yours now.
1: Yep, they're somewhere. Uh, this time the van was really full.
0: Right? We were full both times. Yeah
1: yeah we were the smallest people so we volunteered to sit in the front with the literature and then they were like I hope that literature doesn't crush you but then didn't like do anything right. <laughs> and just change it they were just like we're gonna set it next to this little girl here we go it's right here hope that's fine bye and anyway. this
0: this time the guy wanted to play like this kind of uh, country Charlie Daniels that's the one he wanted to listen to so we listened to a bunch of Charla Daniels
1: perfectly pleasant
0: yeah we, we got up to the church same old deal again this time it's like uh, I've kind of picked up a bunch of literature I guess I'll grab a few more Mm
1: -hmm. and by then I think I had read a good 20 of these so like we were we were getting what was up and I had also started reading the court documents which we'll talk a little about in our next episode
0: and and again as we alluded to earlier these services happen every single day seven Mm -hmm. days a week Mm -hmm. Um,
1: twice on Sunday
0: and so this was interesting because notice that there was a lot of turnover like
1: there were Mm -hmm. a few people
0: you've seen before but cindy wasn't there right jennifer and greg were not there Mm -hmm. what was interesting is at the end when they were doing the altar call they didn't come to grab us this time but they did come to grab Harry. harry yeah and he went up there and he said the sinner's prayer
1: and it was a big deal for him
0: yeah he just like he broke down crying yeah sobbing and so there was this you know kind of transition like okay you can all go eat now and, and he's still there. He's still
1: up there. And then all the men went up and laid hands on him, I think, to give him... Maybe it was sort of like giving him the Holy Spirit or something. Yeah, I guess so. When we when we joined the Mormon church. I'm not sure. But all the men laid hands on them. And I noticed that all the women were standing in support, but they obviously weren't supposed to put their hands on him. Sure. And Harry starts screaming. And... And it was like an exorcism.
0: Right. He was yelling, hey, fuck you!
1: Fuck you! Get the fuck out of here! And then... He would kind of come to his senses for a second and be like, sorry, guys, I'm just letting it all out. Fuck you! I fucking hate you! And sorry about that.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm at the salad bar, which is near the sanctuary, and I'm grabbing lettuce, and I'm grabbing some, some black <laughs> a olives. A ranch
1: There's some tomatoes. Fuck! <laughs> ah! And I was uh, I was still in the sanctuary because I had gone to get literature. So I'm like sort of watching it out of the corner of my eye and I'm carrying my big old binder that I carry my lit in. And that's when I first noticed that there were people eyeing me, people like what's her deal? Oh. Why is she so interested in this? And and I started to think, oh, do they think I'm what I am? Or do they think I'm from the government, a.k.a. the Vatican, the Vatican. come to break them up again? Because a lot of these people have had their kids taken away. Yeah. They've, you know, they've been threatened with lawsuits or criminal charges because of what's gone on around them, whether or not they were part of it.
0: But yeah, I'd say I was noticing it even from our first visit. Like, just people mm. kind of you know kind of standing yeah. at, at a distance kind of at the back of a, a room and you just feel that you know someone kind of looking at you out of the yeah. corner of your eye and you kind of look up and you just see that they're kind of looking askance at right. you right and then they look back and
1: just be silent like they wouldn't even be talking amongst themselves yeah yeah a little creepy and we talked about this that there might just be an element of like people who kind of come from this sort of broken place and they're going through such a difficult time in as a ministry right There's so many of the people are in jail or have left or there are kids who say that the leader is a rapist you know Mm -hmm. I think they're all kind of a little bit broken right now and then we come in and we're like hey what's up going okay, eat some pie right. I'm Gary this is Ross oh thanks for the lit let me check my cell phone <laughs>
0: right,
1: I think we really stand out there
0: I think you kind of noticed that first and said it well that we seem maybe just a little too well adjusted uh-huh for you know the kind of people that normally come seeking them out right and this is kind of evidence as we were sitting at the table eating we just kind of turned around to say hi to this uh, guy behind oh, us yeah. who's wearing like a Captain America. A shirt and kind of a, a leather jacket on top of it and yeah he just started uh, talking to us and te- telling us about him going homeless and losing his housing situation yeah. and debt that's kind of followed him his whole life
1: and how he has a very serious mental illness
0: yeah and how you know they keep trying to shovel these pills down him but he doesn't want them anymore
1: right and when he was describing the types of pills it sounded to me like antipsychotics
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um, and so I tried to gently say, Maybe you should take your medicine because uh, he was saying you said in the
0: nicest way possible.
1: Yeah. Well, he he said thank you. Mm-hmm. He said something like if you take a pill and you feel better. You don't feel better because you're cured. You feel better because you're high. And I said, well, that's one way to look at it. Or my friend has uh, diabetes and his pancreas just doesn't produce insulin. So mm. you give him insulin and. He just feels, a different organ of the better. body. Yeah, and maybe your brain doesn't produce something like serotonin or, you know, it's just like mapped out differently and right. that helps gear that back together and he and he just sort of grumbled.
0: Once he would start talking though, like oh, he would... Oh man, you he, could not stop He him. could not stop and it, and it looked like he was helpless to stop himself.
1: Yeah. Like uh-huh. it
0: was just, you know, words coming out and now I, got, uh-huh. I, got, I just got to keep talking. I've got to keep your attention and I'm going right. to say this thing and now I'm going to range off into philosophy and kind of my thoughts mm-hmm. about the world and how people treat each other and how they interact and then... And and then how the government really treats people and how that really, it's not fair how the whole right. system is set up and then how my housing and, and so we're sitting there, and we're kind of like awkwardly turning around, trying right. to talk to him. and my,
1: ignoring the person sitting actually across from right, us. Right, who
0: had come to kind of talk to us, yeah. and we're feeling bad about that, so we're kind of smiling at her every now and then. She was a very talented singer, by she the way. She was. Yeah, we, there, there are some really good singers yeah, in the yeah, service. Yeah, for sure. Don't want to forget them. Anyway, so yeah, my back was starting to hurt, and so we invite him to come over and sit with us, and yet he just keeps going. And I feel so bad, because he's telling us how, you know, this is his place to get meals, uh-huh. and, and he's not eating any of his food. I know. He's compulsively and talking we said that choice. a
1: couple times, like, oh, well, gosh, you know, I, I hope we're not keeping you from your dinner then. Yeah.
0: Oh, you should really uh, eat some of the food because I the van's probably going to leave in a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll, t- I'll, I'll take it with me. And 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 so he's just sitting there. He's not eating the food. They didn't let him take the food yeah, with him I later. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to bring it on it the van. really sad. Yeah. that was tough Uh um so that was the rest of our evening was talking to him and Mm -hmm. and then it continued because then when the van was getting ready to leave we got on with him Mm -hmm. but this is my favorite van ride (laughs) i know why (laughs) because the guy who's driving said hey we're gonna put on a, a sermon by tony alamo
1: we were like, like, oh, great. Okay. Oh, yeah, because
0: cool. well, we hadn't actually heard him yet. Yeah. So And
1: then So this is the
0: sermon on eating from the tree of life. And I've been listening to some of his sermons subsequently, and he'll just keep restating things. So mm-hmm. he'll say, you'll eat from the tree of life, which is the gospel, which is the word, which is Jesus. <laughs>
1: which is my dick.
0: Which is God. He
1: doesn't actually say the part about his dick. No,
0: you made that up. But <laughs> <laughs> anyways, it's just an interesting kind of speech pattern. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he has this kind of gravelly kind of voice. Yeah,
1: it's this is a total rock star. Deep, gravelly voice.
0: And so... Except
1: of, when he gets mad!
0: So one of the first things he does is he calls up this lady and says, Tell me, sister, how long have you been with the ministry?
1: 29 years.
0: And uh, what does it mean to eat from the tree of life?
1: To follow God and and keep his commandments and read the Bible every day.
0: In that kind of voice. That's how she Mm -hmm. says it. Very meek. Right. And so then, so he starts going into, you know, the eating from the tree of life. And and so finally he breaks into this mode where he says, but you've got to have the zeal. It's got to, it's got to consume you and you can't be in. Eh, And you can study the the Bible and and pray to the Lord. And he's mimicking her.
1: Yeah. Mocking her. Yeah. This
0: person who's been following him for 29 years. He's like just hostile to her. And then I
1: think he said to her something like, you think that's it? You think that's all you got to do? And she just doesn't. It's not even that she's. Disagreeing. She just doesn't know what the right answer is. She doesn't know what he wants.
0: Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like that college professor, uh-huh. you know, where you can never give the right answer. Like, right. no, that's not the specific little point I Thing was trying I to was make. I was thinking
1: for this one second.
0: Even though you just said it in different words. Right. Yeah. I- except this one. Yeah,
1: wife- Dr. Wallach. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, personal vendetta here. <laughs> but this one, like, snarls and yells at you. So, yeah, he, you know, he'll sound kind of nice and normal, just a little raspy. And then all of a sudden he breaks into a rage. Mm-hmm. And he's yelling. I this eel. I could have been a something.
1: Uh, yeah, and I think our favorite part... <laughs> Was when he starts talking about how he is the best at everything, okay, and he goes yeah. on this long list of things he did in his life where he was the best. He was the best basketball player. He was the best student. He was the best chemist. Oh, like I love, what?
0: I love the um the weightlifting things. Like oh yeah, I, I started weightlifting. I was going, <laughs> yeah. I was going eight or nine hours a day, and I had the body, and, and then said, I had the looks.
1: I could have done Mr. Universe, but you had to wear those little shorts, so I decided not to. But I would have won.
0: Is, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would be like nearly, nearly naked out there, and uh, yeah, I'm not gonna do so, that. But I could have. I mean,
1: basically, the message was like, if it weren't so faggy, I'd be Mr. Universe.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. There were some very explicit, like um, anti-homosexual mm-hmm. references. They are very clearly anti-gay. That's mm-hmm. part of their platform. Oh I, yeah, for sure. Oh, and another one I really liked was uh, he was saying how um, he started to play the guitar, but it was too easy, and.
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't remember that one.
0: Oh, yeah. He was going about, like, anyone can do that, any simpleton. And, you know, there's guys in the van there who play the guitar in right. the service there. And
1: that's their major form of contribution. I know. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's saying,
0: like, I, I mean, I just stopped doing that. I, I could have been the great guitarist of the world, though.
1: Right. But I gave it all
2: up. I gave it all up.
1: And then he said, he said,
2: uh-huh because they got so hyped under my promotion. Because I pumped my ideas into their heads to the point to where they wanted it. When I eat food, people want to eat the same kind of food I eat because I make it look delicious. Isn't that a fact? Yes. Yes. (laughs)
1: That's so ridiculous. It's like so egocentric to such an absurd degree that he's not even apologizing in any way for it, you know?
0: Oh, and then our favorite line was at the end where he says,
2: Some of you stupid people are probably thinking that I'm bragging. I'm not. I'm just telling you about my life, okay? And some of you stupid people, I wouldn't care whether you left or not, because you don't amount to anything to, to me or the Lord.
1: So, um,
0: so we're just realizing he has this major narcissistic personality. Yeah,
1: and and all, no bones about it.
0: Nope. Nope. And and the people following think this is grand. Yep.
1: He's yes. Just tell the best. us more about how great you are. <laughs> yeah. And we, I asked you, I think that time, like, do you think if he asked these people to kill themselves, do you mm. think some of them would do it? And you were like, oh yeah, I think, I think some it would, would be, yeah, I think it would be divided, but I think some would too. Right. And that's that's a scary place to be.
0: So we we realized, I think from that, it really hit home, like. There's a lot of people, I think, there who just love to have someone tell them how horrible they are, unworthy they are. He's happy to provide it.
1: I think also just if you're born into that system or you come into it young, one, you have no other mental framework. You don't even know what life would look like if you weren't there. And two, you have no job experience at all. So if you were to get out, what the hell would you
0: do? You've given all your money to this group. I was just so abusive of his yeah. own people. And, you know, the people driving, they're just kind of listening along. Stoneface, yeah. uh, Harry's behind us. He's, He's laughing.
1: laughing. He thinks it's hilarious, this but guy. Not, He's not laughing like the way we might laugh occasionally. He's laughing because he thinks he's he's
0: witty. Finally, someone said it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Like he's watching Jerry Seinfeld. This guy doesn't mess around. <laughs> yeah. So oh, wow. God. So we came back yeah. to Hollywood, parked next to the Fredericks of Hollywood. Yeah, uh-huh. sure did. Let us all off the van, and I, th-
1: I should mention also this van parks like feet away from where I used to work. It has been. Parked there every night, and you didn't know. 10, 15 feet from where I used to work for six months. Crazy. Oh, one other thing I want to mention, Ross. Yeah. Ross is it? That's me. Is that at all these services, they would pass around a donation basket. Oh, yeah. And no one would put money in it except for us.
0: Yeah, one service, like we put in a 20... And it was just, that was all there was in the basket. Right. The other time, like, people would put in small amounts. But, yeah, it's like, where's the money coming from? Right.
1: And we, you know, to be honest, like, we don't really want to fund this operation. So we do do a little mental math to make sure they're losing on this deal by driving us up and giving us dinner.
0: But they're feeding us, yeah. But,
1: yeah, but we want to give something, so. Oh, and the second meal,
0: by the way, was quite good. And they remembered that we were vegetarian. Yeah. And they always have
1: tons of dessert.
0: I was filled
1: Oh, I get it, mm-hmm. like with the spirit. Oh yeah,
0: and they've got dessert, and I can't even eat it by then because they've given us yeah. so much food, and I like to clean my plate. So sure. Ah,
1: So we do continue to go back, but we're going to tell you more about it in the next episode, which is going to be early this month.
0: Yes, so you're going to get a second Part two. Yes, a
1: St. Patrick's episode, in fact.
0: Where you hear what happens when we go on a Sunday to the Tony Alamo Ministries. And
1: things do get creepier and creepier, and we have to decide whether to get our water baptisms. So you'll hear all about that.
0: Yes, in episode two.
1: And that episode will also be our Pledge Drive episode.
0: Yes, so get ready for it. You're going to hear all about the exciting shows on Maximum Fun and how you can support. But this is a particular part of the month where Mm -hmm. you get extra incentives.
1: Bonuses. For being a
0: Maximum Fun contributing sustaining member.
1: Yeah, so pretty exciting stuff. And I am going to make a, a special document of my favorite things that Tony Lama. Has said in leaflets and make that available to our listeners during that week. So it's going to be a pretty exciting effing week. So tune in. Wait for it. March 17th, the week begins. And it will be an endless source of maximum fun.
0: Fun. We're going to save our evaluations, our creepiness scale, our danger scale, our pocket drainer scale. Et cetera. For for that next episode. Yeah. You know, once we've had more experience. So we'll hear all about it.
1: Uh, So I guess that is it for this March 2nd, 2014 episode of Annual and Carrie.
0: Thanks to our producer, Ian Kramer.
1: Hi, Ian. And our theme music is written by Brian Keith. Dalton,
0: You can like us on Facebook and check out pictures.
1: Mm-hmm, that's true. And the address for that is facebook.com, where the dot is a period, forward slash, or it's one of those slashes that's falling to the right, O-N-R-A-C.
0: And if you want to find us on the web, go to MaximumFun.org.
2: And remember, I'm an open book. I come out just like the Bible says. Yes, homosexuals will go to hell. Amen? Amen. Uh, anyone that sins, it doesn't make any difference. A lot of people say, well, why did God make homosexuals? Let me yeah. tell you something God did not make homosexuals. Uh, homosexuality, just like any other demon, possesses people like a uh, demon of adultery, fornication, lying, stealing, lesbianism. These are all demons. It's a major where we're all homosexuals. I'll tell you one thing, friend, I'm not okay, I'm not a homosexual, I've never had homosexual desires, you may say, I've been hit with uh, these uh, homosexuals, yeah, Satan's going to hit you with everything, amen, he's going to throw in the kitchen sink too, he's going to tell you you're a cockroach, you want to believe that? He's telling you that you're a monkey, that you evolved from monkeyhood, you want to believe that? If you want to believe you're a monkey, fine, but God says I'm a human, amen? Amen. Now you can believe you're a monkey. If you want to be a monkey, be one, amen? And be a good one, okay? Now some people you say, well, I'm a monkey. Well, you know, I guess you want to be a monkey. You're a homosexual. But I'll tell you, you're receiving from Satan. you know that feeling you get when you hear a song that you just love? What about a new movie or or a new book or a new TV show? I'm Jesse Thorne. My show Bullseye points to the good stuff in popular culture, the kind of stuff that might change your life. In-depth interviews with cultural creators, critics' picks for the best new releases, and a weekly recommendation from yours truly. It's Bullseye with me, Jesse Thorne, from MaximumFun.org and NPR.